Don't ask me what we cousins did to the youngest in our family. I am already reputed as wicked. Now I'd rather not be trolled on grounds of cruelty. But yes, after my student life was over, this little brother of mine still had many more years to go, and I never missed an opportunity to say, "Maths paper, ah? Huh? I don't have any, but you prepare well, okay?" Those and many more had gone into my fourth book, Summer Holidays, which is a family comedy. This show called The Great Indian Family by Epilogue Media was born from there as we felt that there is scope for more, much beyond what the book had covered. You can listen to the podcast on our website www.epilogue.media. You can also hear us on GeoSavan, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Castbox, and other podcast apps. Hi, I am Koral Das Gupta, a story entrepreneur and author. Our esteemed guest today is writer director Sanjay Upadhyay, ex content head for Sony Entertainment and Viacom 18. We'll know from him what it is like to be the youngest in the family. Welcome Sanjay. Hi. Happy to be here. Yeah, and we will try and control ourselves from not breaking into Bengali. <laughs> <laughs> Difficult can't promise that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually same with me. So, what did your family <clears throat> look like when you were small? So my earliest memories of my family is um, you know uh, lots of heads multiple heads because uh, i sort of grew up in bombay but the family migrated from west bengal mm. and uh, my father was a editor in blitz blitz if you know it was a yeah. very well known uh, weekly newspaper at that time run by karanjia you know and he was very charitable in the sense that we had a family of 7 and then he decided uh, we must also call in our cousins and make it a family of 11 so we become a large family seven of us three of our cousins parents my grand uh, grandmother so all together there were whole lot of family a uh, big family and um, interestingly in bombay you don't get this kind of places yes. to stay you know the large places so the rooms were small and there were lots of heads and that's my earliest memory too many people too many people in the house people were wary of giving people places on rent you know because they always had this fear ki kisi ko agar diya to wo shayad thode dino ke baad niklega nahi so un din aisa hota tha they would make you shift yeah so they would make you shift very often so one had to constantly shift places you know uh and eventually to move into a house where you would have so many people staying together was very difficult so at one point of time we actually stayed as a divided family across the road <laughs> so you can imagine that is the volume of the house uh, the number of members in the family that i come from and i don't know whether i was lucky or <laughs> unlucky or a baggage or a privilege i don't know what it was <laughs> but i just came along as the last one i don't know whether i was even wanted there but i just happened to be there and uh, so yeah it was fun in a whole clutter of people around so how were you treated as the youngest in the family what was I the question i was i remember perpetually bullied okay, okay. <laughs> perpetually bullied only when i was remembered of most of the time because you have a family such a large number of people and the you know the the charm of being the youngest is lost by then because every time you think that this is the last another <laughs> one is coming this is the last another one is coming so by the time i probably came they were like really you know hopeless on this whole thing i was not really kind of you know i had to uh, do something to seek attention i had to always kind of you know and i realized making noise wouldn't help because 
there was already a lot of noise in a Bengali family. Yeah. So you can imagine noise at its best. So there was no way that I could have made an impact with the noise. You can, can't yeah. shout and get your stuff. Yeah. So early on, I had this uh, idea seeded into my mind that I'll have to perform something. I'll have to act something. I'll have to do something <laughs> to get that attention. So I, uh, you know, sort of uh, always would do something always create some kind of a nuisance, you know, which would uh, even uh, at times, you know, even if it meant taking a stone and putting it on my, you know, badgering <laughs> it on my feet to kind of get that attention, then suddenly everybody would come and you'd get that attention. You'd feel younger for or the youngest for a few minutes. Few maybe. Minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once a very interesting thing happened. Sorry yes, if please I can, tell. you know. Yes, please. How I'll just give you an example how I used to be bullied. <laughs> I had this habit of getting this 5 paisa, 10 paisa, 20 paisa coins, which I would often save. So you would get uh, those ponds powder, you know, converted into your uh, piggy bank. Okay. Yeah. And I would often save money in that. Yeah, tell that. I mean, I think uh, people outside Bengal don't know that talcum powder becomes a piggy bank thing. Oh, yes. Please yeah, tell, yeah, explain yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So I'll tell you how it works, you know. So you have this long talcum powder yeah cylindrical talcum powder uh, can can kind of a thing so what you do is after the powder is over you don't throw away the can okay you make a slit on the top of the can okay and ensuring that uh, you know it's coins big enough, for yeah, coin. big enough for coins to go in and it can't be opened up it has to be broken okay so the coins keep going in and as long as you want you can you know so I was saving money for I don't know what, okay, yeah. but something good definitely, you know, for myself since I was not getting all the attention. I was saving up money and uh, my elder brother and my sisters and they were all very fancy, you know, they would all want to go to movies, they would all want to get their, you know, um, evening snacks or something or other keep keep happening in their life with the money that they had. Yeah. But they, I was not really a priority for them to care. You know, should, would you do, do, you, huh, do you do you really want or do you want to come for the movie or do you want you know? So one day I realized they were very nice to me. You know, they <laughs> said uh, we are going for a movie. You want to come along? I said this is something different. You know, so I quickly got ready. And they took me along. They took me for that movie. I didn't make much of that movie. What it was, but I remember the so. You know, I enjoyed the movie. And as I was coming back, we were walking on a railway track. And I was walking, since in the railway track, you can't, everybody can't walk together. Yeah, yeah. It gets, you know. So somewhere sandwiched between my elder brothers and sisters, I heard, uh, you know, something about a piggyback <laughs> being broken. <laughs> so the whole scenario emerged that... Why I was taken and who was the sponsor for that whole movie? <laughs> I got so My grumpy, so God. grumpy. So that's the that's the way you know uh, we lived. Happen. We yeah. yeah, we enjoyed ourselves. Yeah. So okay, something that your family thinks you are, and you never agreed. They think of me as not so intelligent, uh, you know, which I, <laughs> I, I constantly argue and sort of, you know, try and give my intelligent points to kind of, and that process is still on. They still don't think that, you know, I'm creative enough or I can, uh, you know, come up with ideas or things like that. I'm constantly struggling and <laughs> still making, trying to, having done so much of work and being part of so many things. 
I'm still trying to impress upon them. So th- I can relate to that, you know. I mean, I often tell people in my house that why are you guys so apologetic about our achievements? <laughs> I mean, the little things that we have achieved in our life, you guys are so apologetic about it. Half the people in my family don't know that I have written four books. <laughs> so yeah, so that's how we are. I think yeah. as a race, as a culture. That I know whatever you do is about. not enough. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so. What is the funniest mischief that you must have done when you were a child? You know, I looked very, uh, very innocent. You know, I played upon that part very well. But uh, my school was very uh, at at quite a distance from where we stayed, and I had to take a bus and then walk, you know, a little distance and then go to the school. God, this... the money we saved by walking instead of taking the bus. Seriously, so much memories. You know, and I in fact thought uh, further. That why take the trouble of actually going to the school? <laughs> <laughs> so I would wear a different T-shirt inside and wear my school shirt on top. So halfway through the bus stop, I would take off the shirt, and I had made some interesting friends who also thought similar, you know, similar <laughs> views. Had similar weapons. <laughs> And uh, so, very early on, uh, I think it was standard sixth, fifth, sixth is where I started bunking. And uh, I regularly bunked. I very rarely went to the school and I kept bunking. Till one day my brother, brother who was older to me, um, you know, by about four years, he was, he felt very generous. And he felt that one day he came near the school to pay some electricity bill or something like that. And he thought it would be interesting to pick me up from the school Mm -hmm. and then, you know, take me out for lunch somewhere and then we could go back home. It's only when he went to the school that he realized <laughs> they asked him. When he asked them, where's my brother? They asked him, where is your brother? <laughs> I haven't seen him from, so for ages. So where did you go? By so we used school? to go up this hill. You know, there was a hill I remember. So Which we used one? to go there. It was, uh, it was, I don't remember what it was one called. One of those uh, Gorigao West Valley? No, 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 no. This was further up in suburbs. So, okay. you know, and we would go there and nothing. We would uh, play marbles. We would, uh, you know, do all kinds of, actually, kill time. Actually, we didn't know how to kill time, but we would figure out some ways. But uh, also, I started smoking, I must tell you that. Okay. So it, was, it was there that I was initiated into learning how to smoke by none other than a, a Sardar friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's how I got initiated into it until I was really caught. And uh, Best after this, Oh, my brother dealt it with very differently. Okay. You know, I and that uh, was a very humbling thing for me where I realized a different side of my family, you know. By the time my brother came back uh, uh, from... This how whole how thing. big was he? I mean, he was four what years was older. What the difference? To me. Okay. Four years older to me. So by the time he came back home, I had already reached home, working out my school times and things like that. So it looked normal, and people had you know, with so many children and so many yeah, members, nobody bothered. So, much. so my brother saw me, and I was eating lunch, and uh, he said, "Finish your lunch." like to have a word with you. And he dealt with it. I remember now, you know, so if I was, uh, he must be about in 10th or so, mm-hmm. you know. For his age of around 16, he dealt with it in a very matured way. He mm. didn't tell this to anybody in the family, considering the fact that I was not attending school through the year. It was not just one-off thing. 
So he took me out and uh, he asked me, where did I go? I said, I went to the school. He said, no, tell me the truth. Where did you go? I said, I went to the school. He said, I'll ask you one more time. You just tell me. Where. So I told him I didn't go to school. I, he says, okay, I figured that and I'm glad that you told me yourself. Now you tell me who are the people that you go out with. That's all I want to know. And I gave him the list of names that I used to go. I, for some reason, never saw those boys again. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really bad <laughs> The typically big brother, you know. So, yeah, that was uh, something, you know, a life-changing thing for me where he managed it very well. He never really shared it with my parents and I don't know whether they really cared in that sense, but uh, he managed it pretty well and uh, it was uh, a life-learning thing for Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Yeah. Even I can't figure out that what it must have yes, been for you. truly, truly. So, did you ever blackmail someone or get blackmailed? In the family, I... I mean, it's easy for you to get blackmailed as well as you blackmailing others being the youngest one. No, it was always me. I, I, like I said, you know, I used to always emotionally blackmail uh, my parents. And, you know, interestingly, I once celebrated a rank that I got in my class. Okay. Uh, everybody celebrated. There was a cake cutting ceremony which happened because I got third rank. Okay. okay. Now... That was in house and school. So the celebration was at house. Is in house. Yeah. In school, it was technically I had failed. <laughs> how come? So I'll tell you how it was. So I had, you know, failed in about six or seven subjects, and that was regular. And I had this friend of mine, his name was Daniel. Daniel was an artist. So Daniel was an expert in getting your mark sheet, okay, and doing fine work on your mark sheet. He would take a blade, mm -hmm. he would have little, you know, some small equipments with him, and in a great detail, he would work on your mark sheet and remove the red underlines. Mm -hmm. He would remove your marks very carefully. He would give you new marks. He would ask you what rank you want. So he will give you that rank, everything. So it's all a new mark sheet, the same mark sheet. Okay. And all this only to get signed from your parents. <laughs> okay. And after the sign is done and all that, then it again goes back to Daniel. Because Daniel <laughs> will undo it. <laughs> that was a professional service. Yeah, he was like a really thorough, you know, fine art worker who would undo it and so that when it goes back to the teacher, teacher says that, yes, you have failed in six subjects and the parents have still signed it. They would wonder how, but it would... <laughs> so when I got this third rank, you know, so they, the whole family celebrated. Now, this was something which really... <laughs> I knew they called others and everybody. So there was this whole celebration. This happened for third rank, which I never got. You know, So uh, it was a kind of a blackmail that I tried and managed to get away with. But yeah, it uh, thanks to Daniel. <laughs> I for once, you know, realized how it or what it feels like to get a rank. <laughs> okay, my next question is, did you ever feel pressurized to represent someone else's case before the elders like they had done something and they had pushed you that go and talk to the elders and bail us out no nothing like that but uh, yeah I remember again uh, my brother chipping in for something which I had done and he bailed me out okay so, tell us yeah, that okay 
So, like I said, you know, we were we used to stay in this rental places, and this landlords would often try different tricks to, you know, evacuate us from those houses. <laughs> so often, one of the tricks would be to cut off the electricity. Okay. okay. They were for some reason very scared of journalists, and my father was a journalist. They okay. were they were they thought that journalists can you know create a create lot of a, a, yeah. So and with different people coming in, his you know friends and colleagues and other people coming in, they they could never understand what this culture is. You know where mm. uh, Sundays there are singing happening, the whole family singing song or something. They would get very scared <laughs> of this. I remember this landlord who was a doctor. So he cut the electricity, and we had to study under this lamps. So we were all studying, and I was studying. My brother was also there, and we were preparing for exams. And uh, uh, I don't know why I tried this. I took some cold water, and on the lamp, the glass shade on the lamp, I just sprinkled some cold water, and it cracked. You know, and my mother got really, really angry. You know, she said, "Do you realize how it is? You know, there are." you know so many yeah and manage this and all that and now this suddenly and once you have that without any uh, glass then the smoke goes everywhere you know and it goes into your ears nose everything so it's a very <laughs> painful thing so she was very upset then she wanted to know who did it and uh, my brother without you know second hesitation he took it upon himself he said i did it So yeah, he he did that for me. So uh, not the other way. Other way around. way around. Yeah, that's awesome. So what was the equation of sharing secrets between siblings? There were many actually. You know, often one would uh, you know guard for the other. Between siblings, uh, parents were actually a uh, much distant in the ladder. But it was between siblings. You mm. know, between the graded. Okay, between me and my sister. who was little older to me like i started smoking cigarettes and beedies okay so one day my sister caught me smoking beedi <laughs> okay and uh, so i had to you know tell her ki don't and she refused she said no i'll have to tell because this is not done and all that and this is look at you what age you are in and all that and you can't be smoking cigarette and uh, so i thought she will go ahead and you know tell and she looked like as if and i tried telling her every possible things ki listen i will give up i won't and this and um, seemed like then i went out of the house and when i came back i thought probably she would have told you know i was expecting a different kind of scenario <laughs> but uh, we kept that secret so okay. i came to know that she hasn't told she hasn't i tried giving up but it took me a long time to give up cigarettes so now you are off totally <laughs> oh yeah i gave up when people start smoking i gave up in the second year of my college so by then you had yeah. been there done that oh Ouch. absolutely yeah <laughs> that's when i realized this is i don't want to it's not worth it yeah super so that takes us to the next section which is true or myth i'll give you some statements some situations and you will have to figure that whether they are truth or they are just a myth okay the first one is youngest in the family is usually charming spoiled rebellious and messy Myth like how? Myth like a <laughs> it's a it's not true at all. Not in my case, definitely. I was bullied, tortured, uh, devastated, scarred for life. <laughs> okay, the second one. Youngest in the family gets the biggest piece of fish 
and the biggest share of chocolates by the time it comes to the youngest then no <laughs> it's already picked by the one who has helped in chapati the other one who has served it and all that by the time it comes to we only get the rasa and <laughs> 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 okay number 3 old clothes and books are dumped on the youngest in the family as he is often deprived of without a doubt <laughs> living perpetually on hands me down <laughs> perpetually on that at the at the mercy of my you know elder siblings, uh, elder siblings. sometimes even slippers of my elder <laughs> sisters you know whether it, it was that bad okay Number four, youngest. Never, never in the budget. <laughs> <laughs> the youngest one is actually never in the budget. Ha, he was yeah. not factored in. He just came along. He will get anyway. Ha, he will. He just came along. Now you have to live with what it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The the fourth one, youngest in the family is always treated like a child and advised to grow up. That's true. Everybody tells you to grow up. Everybody, the even the ones who haven't grown up. they all of them they keep telling you to grow up grow up kabhi bada hoga you know are first you all grow up no <laughs> yeah. okay the next youngest in the family is often told that he is adopted by the graceful charitable family yeah adopted that, or picked from the dustbin i know that that that's a that's a psychological game often played and for some reason I was the darkest in the family, which made this argument very convincing. So, <laughs> so I actually believed it for a long very time. long period of time, and with all the you know trauma that I lived with, it all made much more real. <laughs> so, and that too reinforced by so many people in the family. Yes, being continuously. So yeah, that that I had to deal with it too. <laughs> okay, the last one. You were really called by your correct name. Did you have a lot of pet names? I had one pet name, and okay. mostly one or two actually. Different uh, siblings called me by different uh, couple of. Yeah, uh, that's pet exactly names. what this yeah. says. That you were really called by your name. Yeah. Rolu, Polu, Golu. There are lots of. <laughs> yeah, there were two, three of them. So, okay. Yeah. Obu is my nickname, and somebody called me Babu. and somebody called me sanju like that but okay. otherwise yeah we bengalis i think we are champions of uh-huh. the most weirdest and embarrassing pet names nicknames yeah true that <laughs> true that okay so the next section is i'll give you two tweets and you will have to react to them what do okay. you feel about it okay. the first one is by someone called elizabeth hashtag #growing up the youngest your family talks about all the trips they went on and all the fun they had and you wasn't born yet okay so in our case honestly actually uh, you know it never came to that but yeah i had to hear lot of stories which i was never part of you know because i was not because born because you were not born that's exactly born. what it is yeah. yeah so not the travel part but yeah many things that happened are you were not born only <laughs> that thing happened are you you were not you will not know so you like you know <laughs> tell us one of those na Also, uh, several incidences, you know, like uh, if they are talking about, say, for example, uh, a certain war that had happened, or uh, in Kolkata when they stayed, or uh, even you know how they traveled from one place to another, mm-hmm. or the famine of some time, or whatever the thing would be, or it was a 
mostly you know uh, your kolkata related stories are all about uh, what you call lot of processions and pujas yes. and food Rallies that they had stuff, ate yeah. and those kind of things and the clothes that they had got which i was never part of which because i was not born <laughs> so that's the a, most the, adventurous and interesting things happened before you were before born. i was born so that's a curse as a <laughs> younger person that you have to live with okay the second is by someone called hana girl Hashtag growing up youngest, older siblings remembering embarrassing stories of you as a baby that you would rather not them repeat. Yeah, happen all the time. So they would have these memories of mine, you know, which were like really embarrassing uh, of me getting lost, of, uh, you know, me... almost getting drowned this drowned thing i was uh, i think it's a fictional thing it never happened you know <laughs> but they keep uh, reasserting that thing and they said you almost drowned you know dumb <laughs> <laughs> so many of these things keep uh, resurfacing yeah. okay the last part of it our show always ends with a role play and your topic is convince your elder brother or sister to hand over the television remote So this is your dialogue totally. Prepare the dialogues and you can talk okay, it out. Okay, so I have to ask. You have him to be to... really, really convincing. You need the remote. Think I am your elder brother or sister, and you, you know, have to is, convince me to give. This is going to be very, very imaginative because we never yes, had, yes, we yes, didn't yes, have TV. So yeah, yeah. Hey, that's really <laughs> so, true. So, so this this never happened. But I let's let's do something which which is more uh, real of those times yeah, because would, that is the time yeah. we are trying to capture. Okay, um, cycle. Yeah. So convince your elder brother or sister to hand over the keys of their bicycle, which is something like a possessed property of theirs. Yeah. So no, so I have to you know uh, sulk big time. so that he will notice me <laughs> my biggest struggle was for them to even notice ki acha isko kuch chahiye sanjay something that your family didn't want but you wanted very dearly and uh, you kind of conspired to get it anyway with or without the permission of your family can we just play that do a role play of that i remember you know i wanted those uh, you know those two wheeler what 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 do you call them those uh, two wheeler scooties two wheeler scooty jo abhi jo are wo ritik roshan wala ha roshan wala koi mil gaya types wo hota hai na jo do haath se pakad ke ek pair se push karte hain aur was there anything where your family completely fooled you and you just couldn't do anything about it so i used to you know i wanted one of that okay so tabhi wo bahut vogue mein tha so i wanted one of that and i would often tell my father ki give me buy me one of those my father would always say ki bas abhi thode din mein election aayega aur election mein inqilab hoga revolution aayega revolution aaya ki tumhara scooty aaya you know <laughs> so for bengalis revolution was a big thing you know so revolution he would always say bas abhi turant hi revolution aayega jaise revolution aaya tumhara scooty aayega but that neither the revolution came <laughs> nor my scooty came so that was one thing which i as a childhood always wanted but i never got we should uh, when i grew up and all that i wanted to perform in a play 
Okay, I used to always get smaller roles in a play, and my brother would get the main roles and you know things like that. So once there was this guy, there was a sort of a breakaway team. Okay, and uh, he wanted to launch me for something that I really wanted, and something that I was very passionate about then and even now. Okay, that's all about uh, you know plays, acting. directing and all those kind of things so i betrayed my family for that so that was a big thing <laughs> that i did and uh, my brother was doing a play and uh, there was a breakaway team and something happened between the you know the writer directors and things like that so the director broke away from that team and then he said ki i'll take your younger brother and do that okay so for me it was the biggest opportunity otherwise i would always get this smaller roles So for me, it was a big opportunity, and I told my brother, "I want this," mm. you know, and I did whatever it takes, uh, you know, to kind of ensure that I got that role. The director made a big mess of it, you know. That's another thing. But my brother gave up, and he eventually, you know, I bullied him to let go <laughs> of it, and uh, I, I managed to get that. So that was that was something that I remember. I did everything in the book for me to kind of you know grow up from those little character roles that I would play from you know to kind of major into a the main role. So I did whatever it took. Okay, so that brings us to the end of the show. Thanks, Sanjay, for participating in the Great Indian Family. It was great fun being together, and hope. You don't get bullied ever now. <laughs> now that the show is up, there's I just no further to, I just want to tell all the the youngest in the family that it's it's an experience. Okay, it's a myth that you know the younger ones are the pampered or you know they are like you know <laughs> if you are a younger one and if you are pampered you are very very lucky. But otherwise, uh, you know, it's a myth. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, when you look back in retrospect, it's. lot of fun it's lot of memories that you carry and everything that uh, has made you what you are as a person are the experiences that you have lived with your family so i thank all of you i thank my family and uh, you know i i enjoyed this whole process of yeah same here and uh, though i was not the youngest i was a single child but then i had a huge family and i know what i have done to my younger brothers so i kind of agree with you <laughs> thanks audience for being a part of the fun we hope you enjoyed the show the great indian family don't forget to share your feedback or questions write to bonjour b o n j o u r at epilog.media we'll address them all we are koral dasgupta and epilog media we will come back soon with our next episode on john family and livins till then let's rock